You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Germany on the beautiful Rhine River. And more specifically, we are in the wonderful little town of Rudisheim. Rudisheim, which many Americans, including me, a few times say Rudisheim because of the way it's spelled. It's actually Rudisheim. Heim I like that. Heim. Heim meaning home. Yes. And it's a beautiful little place. It's part of what's called the Rheingau, the Rhine Valley, I think is how that translates. This whole area is beautiful. It's referred to as the romantic area. And when you see all the castles and you see all the vineyards and everything like that, you can understand why. I have seen more castles the last few days than I have seen in a very long time. Not only that, but when I have seen castles, I've been like traveling from spot to spot to see them. And it's just They're all right here, and it's so beautiful. The river's beautiful. The little town with the cobblestone streets, very small town feel for all this amazing scenery. Yeah, we knew when we came here we would see these beautiful views of the Rhine. We knew we'd get some wonderful Riesling wine because of the uh, wine that's grown here. But what we did not know was there were all these other great activities and that it would be fun to be in this town of just 4,000 people. It's really got that small town feel and you feel like you're interacting with the locals a lot. It's just a wonderful feel to be here. You'll have to look at the beautiful pictures that we're running with the show. They're absolutely gorgeous. There is so much to do. We have done so much over the last few days. We're going to talk about all of that and a lot more on today's show. We're going to be talking with Christian Schuler, who is with Rudisheim Tourism. We're also going to talk with Charlotte Jacobson from Frankfurt Rhine Main Region. But before we get to all of that, we first need to do Hot Topics in Travel. Hot Topics in Travel when we come back. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. What's hot? What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and my co-host Jeff Griffin on the beautiful Rhine River here in Rudisheim. Beautiful river, beautiful valley, beautiful vineyards, wonderful wines. We're going to be talking about it all coming up. Castles. Beautiful castles. There's a reason they call it the romantic tour here. Yes. We'll be talking about that. It is very romantic. But before we do that, we're going to do hot topics in travel. This is a topic that I know very little about and you know a lot about. Okay, let's hear it. Which is most things in life, I know. Skift.com, S-K-I-F-T.com, by the way. Go to our hot sheet at TravelBrigade.com. We'll have links to all the places we're talking about today in the show. They did a single question survey, got 1,500 responses. How do you share travel or vacation photos with family and friends? Oh, Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that seemed like the obvious number one. And, and the thing you... is, we do share them on Instagram, and we do share them on Twitter. But all the people I'm in contact with a lot are on Facebook, so I put them on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook was number one, 42%. You add in Instagram, which Facebook owns, and that's another 7%, so you're pretty much halfway there. Twitter was pretty popular, 4%. Flickr, 5%. Bing, blogspot.com was about 7%. What really shocked me about this was, guess what over one-third of the people answered? I don't know. They still print them out. No. Yes. Okay, I've got an answer to okay, this. No. No, yeah, we you know, know that our, our parents 
Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's the old people. Well, okay, but because, this is... No, no, seriously, it is. Because, first of all, if you look at the people who travel, okay, there is a big group of people who travel when they're young and they do the backpacking thing. There is family travel, but there's a lot of people that are retired that travel, like all the time. And where do you think they're showing their little photos? They're printing them out. Well, but these are also people who are responding to an online poll Ooh. on a travel website. So that makes me think that... Good point there, Griffin. There's still a lot of younger people out there who still like the tangible feel of printing out a photo and giving it to someone. Oh, my gosh. What a waste of money. I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. In the age of digital, when you can get everything on a screen to actually have something tactile printed out that's real, it means even more to people. If you just say to somebody, hey, go look at my photos on Facebook, and I love being able to look up photos on Facebook, but if it's something you really want to share with a family or member or a close friend, printing it out and framing it and giving it to them is a bigger deal. Maybe, but think about the reach, as they call it. <laughs> you can get it out to more people. You could talk to more people about it the other way around. So there you go. We will have to agree to disagree on mm -hmm. this one. We have got so much to cover on today's show. We've had so much fun here in the Rhine region. We're having fun as we still speak. We're in this beautiful place. We've been looking at gorgeous castles, staying on the Rhine, walking down the cobblestone streets. Really great time. Coming up, we're going to be talking with Christian Schuler. He's going to be telling us about some of the great activities to do here. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, sitting in a lovely, not beer garden, but wine garden. That's right. We are in beautiful Rudesheim, and there is so much great wine here that you have wine gardens, not beer gardens. We are at the Zumgrunenkrantz wine garden. The locals can't even tell that I'm not from here. No, so they no, the accent. <laughs> in a few days, we've learned so many new words here in Germany. <laughs> As we were coming in on the train, I was amazed at all these vineyards we were seeing. Vineyard no, after yeah. vineyard. But here's the catch. We've been to a lot of places, wine capitals, places with a lot of vineyards. Those places don't have a cathedral or church that's several hundred years old, a couple miles away, and then a couple more miles you go and you're at a historic abbey or a historic castle or you're riding up cable cars or, or biking, biking along the Rhine, one of the most famous rivers in the world. They don't call this the romantic place for nothing. I mean, all these images you see or think of when you think of Germany and the Rhine, they're all real. So we're going to get to wine here in just a bit. Boy, are we ever going to get to wine. <laughs> We've been getting to wine. Let's you, just you believe it. We've been definitely giving to wine. But before that, we want to talk about all these amazing activities you can do yeah, in this area. Yeah, you can area. keep busy. So beautiful here. Here to tell us more about it is Christian Schuler. He is with Rudesheim Tourist Board. Welcome, Christian. And tell us, what's the top attraction here? The top attraction is the Rhine River itself. 
because uh, Rüdesheim is the gateway to the UNESCO World Heritage Site, Upper Middle Rhine Valley, as it's called. Officially, we call it the Romantic Rhine River. And why is this part of the river so romantic? There are lots and lots of castles here on a stretch of 60 kilometers. There are over 35 castles, castle ruins and palaces. We got vineyards, uh, world-famous wines like Riesling, which is mainly produced here, Pinot Noir. And within Rüdesheim's old town, you find everything that may remind you of some image you have of a romantic Germany, for example, the small cobblestone alleyways, uh, some of the oldest castles on the Rhine River, and this makes it a perfect mixture, and that's definitely the place to be if you want to experience the Rhine region. I think one reason there are 35 castles along 60 kilometers is you get here and you think, hey, I want to rule this place. I want yeah. to be here. I'm going to set up shop. I'm going to build myself a castle. I'm waiting <laughs> for Jeff to buy me a castle. I've been kind of hinting a little castle on the Rhine wouldn't be such a bad thing. It was our anniversary not too long ago. It's a good present. We actually went on a tour here actually literally called the Romantic Tour, which encompassed pretty much the town, the high views of the town, the vineyards, the castle. Tell us a little bit about what's included in the Romantic Tour. The Romantic Tour includes several program uh, aspects that makes uh, the perfect day to tour the region around Rüdesheim and to experience both the city, the river and the vineyards. Uh, this means to start in Rüdesheim's own town with a cable car ride to the Niederwald Monument, which was actually erected after the reunification of Germany after the Franco-German War. The monument itself was finished in 1883, just by the way. Uh, from the monument you head on uh, on a 40 minutes walk through the forest along numerous vantage points where you have a look onto the Rhine River, even uh, have a look onto the castle ruins, which makes it a, an alternative way to experience the river itself and the slate rock cliffs that form a unique landscape. Afterwards, you descend back to the level of the Rhine River by chairlift to Asmanshausen, which is Rüdesheim's red wine village. From Asmanshausen, you have a small boat trip to the castle Rheinstein, which was actually rebuilt by the Prussians. It was the first castle after Napoleon was thrown out of the country by the Allies after the victory at Waterloo. And the Prussians used this, the king in Berlin used this castle as a summer residence. The interesting thing about this castle is there is no guided tour. It's nowadays it's family owned by the third generation and you can just experience and visit the castle on your own, which makes it a unique thing. Normally, you tour a castle within 30 or 40 minutes and don't have the chance to really get an impression and get a feeling for the building. And this here gives you really the impression of how life in a castle has been and what makes a castle so special. And after your visit of the castle, you return by boat back to Rüdesheim, which makes it a perfect round trip. You don't need a rental car, you don't need a train ticket. Just enjoy, relax, and experience the scenery for yourself. It really is very romantic. I mean, you're up on the chairlifts, you're ascending above vineyards, you're descending above vineyards, and to this beautiful view of the castle. It's just really a perfect day. And I think one of the fun things about it is we spent the full day doing the full tour, and you can buy the full tour in one ticket. Yes. But if you want to break it up, if you want to just do part of it one day and then go somewhere else, Another day, you can even spread it out over two or three days. and uh, Yeah, like visit the castle one day or do, you know, go up on the vineyards another day. So it's, it's a great way to either combine it as the whole tour or to, you know, piece it separately. And did you notice all the people Christian mentioned that have wanted to be here? Napoleon, the Prussians, every, everybody wanted to come here. Kathleen and, and Jeff. <laughs> Kathleen and Jeff. <laughs> World all World. the important people <laughs> want to be here. We're going to conquer this place. <laughs> Take it back. Take An- it as our own. Yeah. <laughs> Another way you could actually get up to that Rheinstein Castle is to bike along the Rhine. 
And yes. we did that today, and it was wonderful. Not just any bikes. These were e-bikes that we rented at Zoom Grunenkrantz. And well, we're going to type that, put it on our yeah. hot sheet for you. All of these, all yeah. of these things that we are saying, but you may not understand through listening audio. We also have them on the hot sheet where you can click on the link. Yeah, you just go to travelbrigade.com, click on the hot sheet, and it'll yes. have a link to all these places. But anyway, back to these amazing e-bikes. Yeah, the shortest way I can think of to describe it is when you're riding uphill. You're it's still easier, pedaling, but you don't. You're not pedaling your whole soul away. Yeah, we went out with our friend Christian today. We were biking and, you know, I saw the Rhine. I thought, okay, it's pretty flat. I'll be all right. But when we were going down the hill in the town, I thought, there's no way I'm getting back up this hill on the bike when we got back. And sure enough, I was up on the hill. Easy as that. What are some of the popular bike trails? Obviously going along the Rhine, but people can also go through the vineyards here? People can also go through the vineyards. Uh, if you're fit and sportive, you can uh, also do a mountain bike tour or touring bike tour through the vineyards. But these e-bikes fit perfectly to just experience the Rhine River in another way, not just pedaling along the river, but pedaling on the heights. And this gives you a totally different view onto the castles of a bird's view. And this makes the, the whole scenery even more picture perfect to have it like a, a model train or whatever passing by the river, etc. And you with your e-bike directly within the vineyard as a perfect uh, idea to just experience the region. Uh, if you like biking in general, uh, it's um, a good space to just stay and do several bike tours. There's a, a bike path uh, starting in Rudesheim which leads you directly to the city of Wiesbaden and you can pedal uh, back uh, on the other bank of the Rhine uh, passing the city of Mainz and passing the city of Bingen and it makes it a round trip. There is a small river called the Nahe, directly opposite Rüdesheim, meeting the Rhine River where there's a through bike path and uh, you can experience several different landscapes and parts of the Rhine River just by pedaling. The good thing is just start pedaling. Once you realize you're fed up or you're too tired or whatever, you can return by train, you can return by boat and that makes it a really easy way to just experience the landscape without any problems or without any too sportive aspects. Trust me, when Christian's saying not too sporty, he was looking at me. Yes, so <laughs> so if it works for me, it could work for anyone. Yeah. We have to emphasize again, these e-bikes make it really easy, and the trail along the Rhine is relatively flat. And yeah. the other thing Well, is, I was going to say, and we did a, quite a long ride this morning on the Rhine, and we also took one of the boats back. Yeah, we went down to a town called Bacharach. The other thing you can do, yeah, when you kind of get tired is you can get out in some beautiful little town and just sit back and have a glass of wine or a Rudesheim coffee, which we're going to be talking about when we come back. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Travel Brigade, Twitter at Travel Brigade, or our website, TravelBrigade.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin here in Germany in this lovely city on the Rhine. We are here in the beautiful town of Rudesheim, and we're staying at the Hotel Rudesheimer Hof. I just love saying this, Rudesheimer Hof. It is a gorgeous, we walked into our room and we actually have stained glass windows in our room. Made me feel like praying. I know. It, no, really, it actually was, it's so great. And it was run by Wilhelm, our good friend that owns and runs this establishment, has like had it in his family for generations. 
Yes, he and his wife run it together. We've come to find out that a lot of the hotels and restaurants in this area, it's kind of that same thing. It's a family-run thing for generations, and you get to interact with the people when you go to the restaurant or you go to the hotel, and it's one of the really fun things about being here. Yeah, I agree. It's really fun getting to know all the owners and these small establishments that are just so, it's got this small town feel. It's amazing because there's over 2 million visitors a year to this town. I mean, it's so beautiful. I know why, but it's amazing that you also get that very small town feel to it. You just heard our interview with Christian Schuler of Rudesheim Tourism. He was talking in part about this romantic tour, and boy, is this region romantic. It is. And one of the stats that stood out to me was he told us how many castles per kilometer. Well, in my American brain, I started figuring it out in my head and <laughs> Who knows how right the calculations are, but... Be careful. This is a Harvard entrance (laughs) person here. But it comes out to about one per mile, I think. And that visually doesn't surprise scanning, me. That doesn't visually surprise scanning me. scanning what we as we've been up and down the river. Doesn't that sound about right? Yeah. No. I mean, we went biking up and down the river, and I couldn't believe. I was like, oh, there's another castle, and there's another castle. And some of them are in quite good condition. They've been renovated. There's a couple that are kind of in in ruins, and it has that shell on the outside, which is also still just kind of really exciting to see those as well. Some of them have been bought by private owners who are renovating them and opening them to the public to come look at. That was yep. the case with Rheinstein Castle. The other interesting thing about that castle is they actually have a couple of hotel rooms that they rent out. I think there's just two, but I mean, what a great experience for you to be able to stay at a castle on the Rhine. My home is my castle. Yes. And we keep hearing these stories about these wealthy people that will come and and buy these castles and renovate them. And, you know, castles on the Rhine were like the place to be if you were somebody. And I keep telling Jeff, he's somebody. He needs to buy me a castle on the Rhine. (laughs) I'm still here. Days later, no castle in hand. One of the things we did in town was Siegfried's Mechanical Music Cabinet. Now, Siegfried was a man who, as a hobby, started as a hobby collecting mechanical musical instruments. He was actually a social worker, which I found very interesting. This literally was a hobby at one point. Those of you who are old enough may remember player pianos. It's kind of something along that same line. In some cases, these were like a 19-instrument orchestra thing that plays all the instruments, violins, clarinets, saxophones, and it's amazing to sit there and watch them work. They've been restored and put in this beautiful old mansion in the heart of town. We had a really fun time. The room I really liked was the carousel room. They had some refurbished carousel music boxes, which were quite fun to listen to, and they were very interesting to look at and really got a a good feel going around there and just seeing that these were all meticulously put back together. We talked before about the romantic tour. It's sort of this circular trip that you take and you get to see all of the highlights. And one of the things that we also did was bike on the Rhine and both of those times that we did those things, our return trip was on one of the ships that go up and down the river. There are many different ship companies and types of ships running on different schedules up and down the river, across the river. There's apparently not a bridge across for about 100 kilometers, so there are little ferries that will take you across. And we even saw some sort of uh, river cruise ships going up and down. Yeah, they call them hotel boats here, which I think is quite cute. And you look at them and they are hotel rooms. Well, it's literally what it is. It's a hotel boat. I think in the U.S., we would call them either cruises or we would call them river cruises. That's also an option when you're looking at different things here on the Rhine. Just make sure that your itinerary includes a stop 
and Rudesheim because it is such a cute, quaint town. I would recommend staying here for a couple of days, maybe take a day trip, and you can take it even up to Cologne and then take the train back. So there's many, many ways to do that while you're here. The Rhine is fine, but we need to talk some wine. This place is known <laughs> for its Rieslings, and we need to talk about those. What's with the rhyming, hun? I don't <laughs> I'm a, I'm a rapper. Too I'm much. A budding rapper. Too much Riesling. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm going to be the first rapper that rhymes about German Riesling. <laughs> hey, there's a niche for everyone. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to have the second part of our interview with Christian, where we are going to talk about the wonderful wines in this area, as well as some great dining options. Not a lack of food and dining here. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, travelbrigade.com. We will be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, sitting here on the Rhine is such a beautiful view. Yes, we're here in the beautiful town of Rudesheim. We're sitting in the wine garden at Zumgrunen Kranz, and I'm having one of the greatest experiences of my life because I'm sitting in Germany, and you probably can't hear it in the background, but what's playing is Sweet Home Alabama by Sweet Home Alabama by here in Germany. Skinner. Can't beat it. And we actually really can hear it because this is the first lunch where we haven't had wine. We are completely sober during this show. Previously, we talked with Christian Schuler about all the great activities here, but really what this region is known for is its wine, particularly its Riesling. And Christian is going to tell us a little bit more about that. How many hectares are there here of grapes, and why is it such a good area for growing Riesling? No, actually, Rudersheim is situated in the wine-growing area called Rheingau, and this is one of Germany's small wine-growing areas. So you won't find the Rheingau is one of the Germany's smallest wine-growing areas, which makes it a really familiar wine-growing area. And within the city limits, we are lucky that we have both white wine and red wine. It's mainly Riesling. Over 80% of the wine produced here is Riesling. And then we've got several smaller kinds of grapes, uh, like the Müller-Turgau, etc. And the red wine is mainly the Pinot Noir grape. Uh, what's so famous about Rüdesheim is the so-called Rüdesheim Mountain. This is a huge mountain which is totally planted by wine grapes uh, along uh, the so-called Ehrenfels Castle ruin. And uh, the thing is that the Rhine here doesn't go from south to north, but it goes from east to west. And this means you've got sun the whole day and you taste this when you try or taste the wines. Uh, and then we've got slaved cliffs here and it means also slate soil mainly and a slate is a material that saves the sunlight uh, for a really long time in the evening when the sun goes down this warm slate still keeps the temperature and that makes it a perfect microclimate to grow really good wines which were also Gourmet awarded and we had wine growers that were wine grower of the year in Germany awarded by Gourmet both for Riesling and red wine and this means if you like wine both uh, as a wine connoisseur and someone who just likes the taste of wine it's a perfect spot to just enjoy. We've done some wine tasting. I don't, I don't even know if that's the word. We've been wine drinking yes. is probably more, more accurate. And it's really not acceptable to have just one little glass of wine here. You really just have to try the different wines. You go to different restaurants. A lot of the restaurants, we've been to a couple of different restaurants that bottle their own wine, which is actually quite interesting. Riesling has really become a more popular thing in the States in the last you know, five to seven years. It's becoming more popular. And it's actually one of my favorites. Yeah, I love the, particularly we like the sweet Rieslings, but it, they can make it dry, they can make it semi-dry. in many different ways. 
we've had these Rieslings with some great meals. Yes, here. very good meals. Very um, some traditional dishes that we had. The first night we were here, we were at the Rudesheimer Hof, which is the hotel we were staying at. We kind of had the waiter just pick our menu for us, which was was quite delicious. I had a local dish, which was uh, liver sautéed in a very kind of rich demi glace, which was was really great. And for those people who kind of go liver, like Jeff did, he ate it and really really liked it. And then Jeff had some really fresh trout right out of the Rhine. They actually have sort of small areas where the current is not flowing so strong and there are trout there. And uh, we've seen that on a couple of different menus here. One thing that's really fun about a lot of the places here, both at the place we stayed and some of the other places we've been, is they're small family run. They've been in the family for generations and they have a restaurant and a hotel. Yeah. We went to one like that called Brewers Rudesheim Schloss. And that is on the Drosselgasse, which is kind of their busy nighttime the party street party street and <laughs> lots we, of restaurants you walk, you you'll hear music polka music we heard some people dancing yeah we, we, heard, we heard actually everything from hard rock to polka to yeah. traditional music and we went there the night before we had dinner as well just walk up and down and there was it was a saturday night and it was busy to say the least and they actually have some of their own wines there the George Brewer wines. We had we one called Charm. And it was, it was we charming. were charmed. Yes. yes, it was delicious. They also do a sort of a tapas concept there for their appetizers, which was a great idea because there's so many things you want to try. There was some and local cuisine. They had some local and they uh, just, cured meat and different things. And yeah. they just throw stuff on there. They don't ask you like what you want. They yeah, just they put said, it on there. They and, said they and, have a rotation of 40 different things and then they just put on what they have for that day. And it was quite, there was like what four or five samples of different things, which was really good. We had a really great salad here at Zungrunen Kranz. Yesterday when we were up near the Castle Rheinstein, we had the chance to have lunch at Unter den Linden. Yes, and that's actually right across the river there from the castle, so it's really great. You, t- you have to take a little shuttle if you're on that side of the river, a little boat shuttle, and it's just right on the other side of the castle, so it's very convenient if you're visiting the castle or up that area. And that was really good with some traditional dishes, and we also had one of the Rudesheim coffees. Yeah, Christian, could you explain Rudesheim coffee to us? Rudesheim coffee is uh, made with Asbach. This is a famous German brandy. Uh, you find it mainly in the duty-free shops European-wide. Asbach is one of the most trusted brands in Germany. And uh, that was originally produced here in Rudesheim. And the Asbach is flamed with sugar. Uh, afterwards, you fill it up with hot coffee and put whipped cream and chocolate on it. And then you drink the hot drink through the whipped cream. That's a nice drink, but after the first one, you realize that you drink something alcoholic. <laughs> we were just talking about some of the cuisine that we had here. Is there any local cuisine that you might recommend to people when they come here to visit? Well, there are local dishes like um, small snacks that you eat when you have wine, like the so-called Spundekäse. This is a cream cheese with peppers and onion, for example. You find that region-wide. Another thing is that we've got, as mentioned, good trouts, but also good venison and boar above the vineyards there are huge forests and the animals just like to eat the grapes which makes it quite easy to get the animals uh, for a nice evening meal and this really tastes delicious because it is fresh meal animals that really lift uh, free and this tastes perfectly together with a glass of Riesling or Pinot Noir wine. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today, but also just showing us around this beautiful, great city. We will, ha- again, have all the information for you on our today's hot sheet of a list of the hotels, dining, and also where to reach the tourism office here. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We will be right back. 
for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. We are here in Germany on the Rhine in the town of Rudisheim. We just were talking with Christian about some of the great wine and dining here. Dining, what was really fun was we got to eat at three places that were joint hotel, restaurant, family operations. And in all three cases, we got to talk with the actual owners and hear about you know their favorite things about their menu and different things like that. that and is- how many generations? these businesses had been in the family. And I think what I found interesting about that is these three places are not unusual. Right. It's, it's pretty typical. And so it was really fun. And I so felt like in each one of those restaurants, there were locals around and things like that. So and you can go to our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com and we'll have links to these. It was the Hotel Rudesheimer Hof. Which is where we're staying. It's a great hotel. We talked about our beautiful stained glass windows. We had an amazing meal there. As a matter of fact, when I got there, the waiter was there and I'm like, just order, pick out what I'm going to eat. And he kind of just picked out some things and and actually it was a wonderful local dish. And I forgot what you had. I had trout. Oh, that's right. Trout out of the Rhine. Yes. And an almond butter. Yes. So, I mean, very, very good. We also had lunch at a fun little place called Unter den Linden which was across from Reinstein Castle. Yeah, so not only are you close to the castle, but you have an amazing view of the castle over lunch. And that is when we had our very first Rudisheim coffee. Now, it was a little warm. It was the middle of the day. And so a gentleman that we were with had suggested that we get the iced coffee version, which was absolutely delicious. What it is, is a local liqueur. Osbach brandy. With coffee, a little bit of sugar, ice cream, and whipped cream. Yeah, and this isn't common. He kind of told them how to make it. Yeah. You usually get it hot without the ice cream, but yeah, we, so the, it was yeah. a, a very hot day and we were sitting out there and so it, it was very refreshing. But we did watch them make the traditional version later on in another restaurant and they serve them everywhere in the city. They're very popular. We'll put the picture there on the website. What they do is they actually put the sugar in, they put the brandy in, then they light it on fire, caramelize the sugar and then add the coffee and throw the whipped cream on top. And you're supposed to drink the coffee through the whipped cream. You're not really supposed to mix it. It's supposed to drink it through the whipped cream. A really popular street here in town is called Drosselgasse. I and, love the Drosselgasse. And you walk up and down there through the night and you hear a ton of different kinds of music. The first night we got here, we walked by a place called Brewer's Rudesheimer Schloss. And there was a polka band playing and people dancing. We thought, oh, that looks like a really it fun place. It was packed. It was packed. And we were actually going, oh, you know, that looks like a fun place to come back. We went back to dinner. And again, local owners, they have a great hotel, very modern in an old restored building. They have very, very modern rooms. So there's also a place to stay there. And then we got there, went through the menu. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Brewer, who are the owners there, I mean, they I, I don't know how to explain it other than working the room. They literally were going around saying hello to everybody, explaining things. They came over to our table, explained things about the menu. 
new. And I just, again, watching them interact with their customers was just a really amazing feeling to really have that interaction. It's just such, I keep saying that over and over, but it's local quaint feel. You're not going to come here and find a Marriott. You are not going to come here and find a chain, a Chili's. <laughs> you are just going to come here. You're going to find family-owned businesses and just this whole experience. You have the beauty, you have the Rhine, you have the castles, you have the ships, you have the hotels and the restaurants that are combined together. It's just, I don't know how to explain it except for a really great package you got here. Coming up next, we're going to be telling you how to get here, great places to visit in this region when we talk with Charlotte Jacobson, who is with Frankfurt Rhine Main Region. Which is the overall region where the Rhine is located. And so we're going to give you good tips on how to get here, what to do, and other places in the region to visit. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We've been talking about a lot of places today. Go to our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com. Click on it and you'll see links to many of the different places we've been mentioning here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at travelbrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are in the beautiful city of Rudisheim. Yes, the Rhine Valley area. Rheingau region. Yes, Rheingau. I like that word. We've talked about all the things we love about here. One of the things I love about it is we aren't very far from Frankfurt and the third largest airport in Europe. No, it's really great because one of the things we noticed when we got here is that it's so easy to access so many different things here in the area. And when you come here, um, you will be passing through Frankfurt and some other really great areas. So we brought a special guest to talk a little bit about that and why when you come here, you can add some other destinations to your trip. Joining us today is Charlotte Jacobson. She is with the Frankfurt Rhine Mine Region, and she is here to tell us a little bit more about this whole area and how you can access it. Let's start with the airport, Charlotte. What makes it such a great airport and how far is it to get from there here to Rudesheim? Hi, Jeff. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. Let's start about the great things about the airport, Frankfurt International Airport. is actually Actually, in my opinion, that you can easily get there. There are lots of direct flights directly from the States to Frankfurt every day with different airlines. And you can get a very good price. You don't have to pay a lot for your ticket. And then you come to Germany and you have tons of options. Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? If you go to Rudesheim, you just take the direct train. If you don't want to rent a car, it's no problem taking the train because the German transport system is very, very good. You come to Rudesheim, you have um, nice hotels, nice restaurants. You're in the middle of the Rhine Valley. Yeah, it was a very quick trip for us to come down from the Frankfurt airport. We actually took the train straight from the airport. Yeah, but how long does it take and where can you catch the train and what's the best way to go about that? Well, if you come to the uh, airport, there is actually a train station directly inside of the airport. So you just uh, go to the train station. It's very well signed so you don't get lost. And then you take the train. It takes around half an hour to go to Rudesheim, an hour, 40 minutes. So it's very, very close. And many people don't know that actually the Rhine Valley is that close to the airport. So if you have one day or maybe two days at the airport, you can still see the Rhine Valley. 
And in looking at this region, when you're combining things with the Rhine Valley, there are some other destinations that you might want to highlight on the way. Obviously, Frankfurt City. But what are some other destinations in the valley in this way that people might want to put on their destination itineraries? There are many alternatives. If you go to Rudersheim, you can have that as a starting point. You can go uh, right across the river, actually, with a boat. It takes you 10 minutes, and you're in Bingen. Bingen is very uh, well-known for St. Hildegard, and it has a very, very beautiful castle, the Klopp Castle. It has a great jazz festival uh, every year, Bingen Swinged, so that's very, very uh, recommendable. It has beautiful gardens. Mm, then if you go from Rudersheim, you can take the cable car up to uh, the uh, Germania Monument, have a short walk to Asmanshausen next by. There you can have very good red wine, actually, even though it's a white wine district. Asmanshausen is very recommendable. And you can take um, a tour up to the Eberbach Abbey, which is the old abbey, beautiful. It's where the name of the rose actually uh, was played with Sean Connery, and you can have a great wine tasting there. So when you're planning an itinerary here in Germany from Frankfurt and then going down to the Rhine, is there a place that people can get more information and find out more about how to set up a really great itinerary? Well, you're more than welcome to visit our uh, webpage, which is the Frankfurt Rhine Mine-Rhine-Mine.de. And you can also go directly uh, to the webpages of Rudesheim. It's rudesheim.de or bingen.de. So it's very easy to find good information. You can also find that information on our hot sheet for today's show at TravelBrigade.com. Just go to our website, TravelBrigade.com, and click on the hot sheet, and you'll find links to all of the things Charlotte just talked about, as well as other places we've been talking about here in the show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade, or check us out at Instagram. We'll be right back. always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the beautiful Rhine region of Germany. We've been in the lovely town of Rudesheim doing things like the romantic tour, seeing magical music boxes, having some Biking great Biking along wine. the Rhine. A lot of great times, good memories here under he said, she said rules. We have to narrow those many, many things down. I to know. I had a really each. hard time this week. Under the he said, she said rules set forth by the International Olympic Committee, <laughs> she said goes first. Mine's easy. My number three is the Riesling. I'm shocked. I love Riesling. And here, there's so many Rieslings to choose from, so many Rieslings to love. It's dry, the question sweet, of... medium dry, medium sweet. Just yes. Think so of a combination dry, and, yes. and it's there. Now, don't tell U.S. Customs this, but we had to pick up an extra piece of luggage to get some of our favorite bottles home. <laughs> But strictly within the limits. Um, of course. We would never do anything wrong. My number three was an incredible statue monument that we saw while we were on the romantic tour. In the first part, we took a cable car up to the top of these hills with all these vineyards, and there's this huge monument up there. It's called Niederwaldenkmal, and it was created in 1883. Three marks the beginning of the German nation, and it has to do with the Franco-Prussian War and all these things I don't really know a lot about. 
But what I do know is I was really amazed when I saw this. It overlooks the Rhine, and it's huge. It's 38 meters tall. For you Yanks, that's well over 100 feet. It was really stunning to see it out there in the sunlight, looking down on the Rhine with all these vineyards surrounding it. Yeah, it was really beautiful. My number two, I've kind of talked about this throughout the show, but I don't think you can really explain until you're here, is that very intimate small town feel. Like I said, the generations of families who own some of these businesses and restaurants and local areas. It's just a really fun feeling and a very just sort of intimate feeling, especially for a destination that gets over 2 million visitors to have that sort of feeling. It's amazing. My number two is somewhat alliterative, the vertical vineyards view. Vertical vineyards view. Say that five times. The, the way the vineyards run pretty much straight up and down, it looked like in some point. And I know there's something to do with them getting the sun for most of the day and everything like that. But the practical effect for me was it looked really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it does look cool. But what just trying to say is that the way that the vineyards are set up on the hills are actually set up east to west so that the vineyards are getting sun all day long. And it's very beautiful, but you're right. The vertical vineyards are quite cool. So what was your number one? My number one was taking a bike, not just any bike, but an electric bike across the river and about, what, 14 miles maybe down to a beautiful medieval town. We took the electric bikes across and then we took this maybe hour and a half cruise back on the Rhine looking at all the beautiful castles and the scenery on the way. I really just don't know how you could beat that. We rented the bikes in town at a shop that um, has electric bikes. We will put that on the hot sheet. And then we took a KD Cruise, that's a clone Dusseldorf KD Cruise, back through to Rudisheim. My number one was Rheinstein Castle. Oh, that was beautiful. Number one, it's a beautiful castle. Number two, it overlooks the Rhine. But what's really cool is a family bought it and they're now in their third generation and they've gone to all this trouble to restore it. I know they've done an amazing job. Guests pay a small fee and they can come and pretty much a self-guided tour around. And what's really cool is they've redone a lot of these rooms so that you really get a sense of what it must have been like to live there in the, the Middle Ages and things like that. A lot of good artifacts, great art, really a fun place to be. And then you can climb this huge tower, which I did, and look down on the Rhine, and it's an even more spectacular view. They've actually added some modern amenities. We've talked a little bit before. They've added a couple of rooms where you can do overnights, which I think is pretty spectacular. And they also have a restaurant and a bar up there that you can sit over the cliffs. It's been added on to the side. You can sit over the cliffs and have a drink or a light meal. Are you telling me that yet again, I can have wine on the Rhine in yet another setting? You can have wine on the Rhine in many settings. We've had such a great time here at Rudesheim and the Rheingau area. We're actually not going to leave. We're going to move into one of the castles. We'll squat if we have to. Yeah, if we stay there for a certain amount of time without getting kicked There's out. There's owner's don't rights, we, don't maybe. I don't know. Right. So I'm going to have to look up yeah. the German laws right now. Well, wherever we end up, we're going to be back next week with another episode of the Travel Brigade show. In the meantime, please remember that there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week on Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check out our website at TravelBrigade.com. We will have a hot sheet with a list of all the things we talked about on today's show. We also have an account on Twitter, follow us, and Instagram. See you next week. Enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.